The New Age Christianity Podcast is brought to you by... Hello, New Age Christian family. This is Austin Fletcher. You are listening to the New Age Christian Podcast, and this is episode number 40. So today I have Luke Lintz in the house. He is a spiritual son of mine and a young man I have known for about five years. Uh, When I first met Luke, I met him at another church uh, full of great people, and he was in a great place. And uh, he and I had kind of a spiritual connection from the beginning. He tells a little bit about his story, a dream he had about uh, when he first met me. And uh, there is a lot of good stuff in this episode that I honestly was surprised. Some of his answers to my questions were uh, some of my favorites yet. And uh, Luke, I appreciate your time and I appreciate your friendship, brother. So I hope the rest of the New Age Christian family uh, will really enjoy getting to know Luke. And uh, this is one of those things that as we build this community, there is variety, and Luke is one of the best. All right, guys, here we are. We are doing another interview with a New Age Christian. We have Luke Lintz here with us today. Say hello, Luke. Hello. So uh, Luke is a spiritual son of mine, and um, one of these days I need to do an episode on spiritual fathering. I don't know if I've ever done that. Um, but uh, So Luke has been in my life for, what are we, five years now? Yeah, probably around five years. So um, we met at a church. I went followed by the Holy Spirit, uh, I, I went and uh, spent a Sunday at a particular church in town, and Luke was there, met him, ended up, you ended up working with uh, the company I was with, Hermostone. Stone, yeah. for, I don't know, a summer or something like that. And uh, in that time, working together, also, you know, that other church you're at, started to develop a relationship, and then, I don't know, just kind of kept going. Yeah, so the way that I met... Austin. It was actually quite interesting. Did you want to go? Yeah, there? go ahead. So, so go all the way back to uh, the dream. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. We definitely have to go there. Awesome. So the dream that I had with Austin in it was uh, exactly one year before I met him. Uh, in the dream, I saw um, Lake Michigan, and I went over and saw a whole bunch of church kids. They were all trying to go off the dock and walk on water you know and they were just falling in (laughs) and after that happened it was like satellite view of the earth it spinned and then it went in and immediately i saw a river and i was on the other side of the river um, and three people on sleds they were like dog sleds and they were pushing themselves they came to the river and pushed off and walked behind their sleds across the river on the water. The two left that were with Austin, and at the time I didn't know that it was him. Right. But he came up to me and he said, you can do this too. You just have to get your head out of the way. 
and exactly one year later, to the day, I have it written down, I met with Austin. We were having lunch together. Yeah, at work. Yeah. And he said the same thing as he did in the dream. And immediately the dream came back. And everything after that, I just knew that he was he was special. <laughs> and Some would say I'm special for sure. <laughs> <laughs> special. Yeah, so... Yeah, it was, I'll never forget. So yeah, we met at the church and then you came and worked with us and I, it was like maybe the second or third day at work and we were, yeah, we were having lunch and I said, dude, you can do this too. You just got to get your head out of the way mm-hmm. and you, your face, like your jaw hit the, your jaw hit the floor. <laughs> like you just said that. And so then you pulled out your phone and mm-hmm. you had record, you had written down the dream mm-hmm. and you're like, when did I have that dream? And you were like, oh my gosh, it's a year ago today. A year today. Exactly. And the, the other two guys in that dream were relatively symbolic in the sense of there was a season with uh, a couple other guys at, at the company, mm-hmm. um, and they're no longer really in your life, but but mm-hmm. I am. So it's, I, I've, uh, I don't think I've done an episode on dreams yet, but for those who know me well, they know that dreams is a massive part of my journey and my communication with spirit. So I actually really... That's really cool. That that story. It's there are so many stories like that when to people, at least in my life, when they pay, pay attention to dreams. So thanks for reminding me of that. I totally Absolutely. forgot. Um, so I have a few questions that I kind of ask everybody, and then you know everybody's unique as well. And I'm sure we'll get into some unique things about you. Uh, I've been wanting to have you on the podcast for the variety of understanding that, like I've had everywhere from. Married counselor, you know, I've had Grant Porteous on here who's, you know, 65 years old. Love you, um, Grant. And he's, you know, not 60. I don't know. He's not 65. How old are you, Grant? I don't know. I think he's in his 60s. 40s. Um, and so, <laughs> and uh, and then you've got, uh, you know, then I've had uh, Kaylee on here and Ron and, and, and the variety Amazing. of people that are New Age Christian, right? And so, Luke, explain, describe yourself for the audience, for those who don't know you. How would you describe yourself? Well, dashing. <laughs> uh, no. Well, yes. I would say that I am unique in my own right. I mean, you think of the fruits of the Spirit, and mm-hmm. that is what manifests in my life. I mean, as for the things I like to do, you know just impact people's lives with everything that we've learned together and what I learned on my own. This is a little bit of a hard one for me. Yeah. Because I don't, um, I don't think a whole lot of myself all the time, but. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not actually a question that I've worded that way with anybody. And the, the reality of what it means. So for let's, would you call yourself a new age Christian? I would say so, yes. Okay. That is, so what does that mean to you? What does is, what is being a New Age Christian mean to you? So I believe that, for me anyway, it means that I live my life intentionally, powerfully, and Holy Spirit brings me into all truth. Um, and through that, I have relationships with other people that I would call the church. Really, they're just family. I would I would say when you say the church, you talking about who are you talking about? You know, like 
our our immediate group. Okay. Um, okay. And I mean, I don't really see a whole lot of other people, but the rest of the world is the church. It's just about you know relationship levels at this point. Sure. Sure. So New Age Christian, uh, what you know, you we met uh, when we were both quote unquote Christians. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about the shift um, stands out to you from kind of where you used to be to where you are now? Yeah, that I knew you would ask this question. <laughs> this is one of the ones I thought of. Now, everything has changed. Basically, God died. I mean, <laughs> and then and then he came back a different way, and that is really what happened. I mean, I was so stuck in law and alienating myself from God and and naturally to other people because that's the way I viewed him, and that mm-hmm. is who everyone else is. So, I don't know, man. That's about as good of a summary as I've heard yet. I know, I think I don't think there's a single person that that I know of that calls himself a New Age Christian that doesn't identify with, essentially, the death of their God, and the the wilderness season of like, what the crap do I do with existence now? Because, yeah, I mean, there's there's a huge yeah. huge thing with this being that's the 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 great other that I call you know mm-hmm. this this great big other big brother. God figure that when you realize even just the tip of the iceberg with oneness and with forgiveness and with righteousness and all that stuff, it it exposes how much bullshit. Yeah. (laughs) And so then you have to, I mean, you, you literally, you can't just like, there is, there is a reality to not just being able to pick out the little bits of leaven. You have to kind of start over. Yeah. You just, Throw out the whole freaking thing and build from 11, scratch. Eleven's a whole lump. Yeah, if you don't get it all, then you're then you're just back where you were twenty years from now. Yeah, I know people who have tried. They've tried to keep as much as they could of churchianity and give it five years, and guess where they're still at? They're still stuck in church. Yeah, and and they may not go to church, but they're still they haven't well, moved forward. Yeah, yeah, they haven't moved forward with any new version of relationship. They are stuck. God is dead, but there's no life. And there is, man, if, man I'm, 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 I'm on a roll now. Mm. Let me just tell anybody listening to this podcast, if you have experienced this like God being dead and you're scared of it and you haven't embraced it, then I can almost guarantee you you're still stuck there because your God died. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It is okay to let that God go. I promise you, you can build a new one. I promise you there is a better one. Mm-hmm. Um, but that we have such fear of, did I just fuck up my life? Did I just totally screw up everything? And is God going to strike me down? Am I wrong for asking these questions? Am I wrong for doubting what I was taught? And as long as you stay in that, like, ah, then you will never give yourself permission to build a new God. That is the one that Jesus tried to build for you. So, yeah, if you're stuck, understand uh, what Luke is saying. God died. It's okay. You probably might even live a year or two or three without much semblance of God. But if you love God, I promise you he'll come back. He will rebuild himself in your life. So that's 
I That's mean, really good. I don't think he really has a problem with dying. <laughs> right? <laughs> he seems to be all right with it. So how difficult was it to kind of transition from... How, how difficult was it to kill God? Oh, uh, it destroyed everything. I mean... If you can't watch the video, his face just got, like, super serious. <laughs> like... <laughs> Keep going. How difficult was it? Sorry, it just your face made me laugh. <laughs> it was over nine thousand. <laughs> um, I think if I were to pick um, the first thing that comes to mind, anyway, it would be my relationships ended because you know, in order for you to truly, truly get past all the all the bullshit, you can't you can't just forget about it because you still believe it. Right. So, right. I mean, you you have to also have the tools in order to do so. So, in the beginning, it, it was extremely difficult um, because I was still moving past all of the beliefs that came with what was before. And like I said, losing all the relationships was just a result of the beliefs changing. And because my beliefs changed, everyone else around me changed. You know, I'm around powerful people now, but I was around powerless people before. And I think the sense of being alone was the most gnawing thing at me because our community feels small. Mm -hmm. And unless you're intentional, especially for me, because I always felt like coming from that performance-based system I was consistently stuck. Um, the the point of of these interviews is that people understand that New Age Christians don't all just look like Austin, right? New Age Christians don't all just look like Kaylee. They don't all look like Grant. They, all, they that that the reality is is that New Age Christianity is a concept that is still being defined, and who's the ones defining it? We are, right? So uh, introducing them to Luke who is 25? Four. Dang it, I'm always one year ahead, every time I guess. So Luke, who's 24, and single, right? And uh, born and raised... leave that part in. Yeah, single. <laughs> uh, born <laughs> Ladies. Yeah. Uh, um, born and raised, uh, largely Christian, uh, but with some challenges in his household and everything like that. Like, there are, there are things that people would identify with, and the things that people won't identify with. But the point is, is I think a lot of times inside of spiritual community, you get a lot of, uh, a lot of homogeny, a lot of, a lot of the same looking people. And I don't, I don't know how to avoid that in the sense of, and it's not necessarily a goal, like we want diversity, but I think the genuineness of the truth of New Age Christianity is that it should actually welcome and celebrate and have a ton of room for a diverse range of experiences and a diverse range of journeys. So uh, I'm wanting to interview you to simply show people the diversity of this community. And, um, you know, I'm going to get, you mind if I get a little personal? Go ahead. So there's a few times that we've had these conversations and you've talked about feeling like the black sheep a bit. Oh, yeah. Right? Uh-huh. And this community doesn't have a lot of young single people, at least here in northern Michigan. 
but I, I know that there are people who listen to this podcast. I know that there are people who listen to this podcast around the country who are in your same shoes. And so it is easy to get into this a new community and kind of think that you're experiencing a very similar challenge as the last community you were in, right? We all know what it's like to be looked at a little cross-eyed where people aren't familiar with our journey. They get scared by the things, the questions we ask. And we've all, I mean, New East Christianity by and large is a community of black sheep. And so to feel like the black sheep in the community of black sheep is to feel like everyone else, right? And uh, I think I think there's a reality to having you on this podcast to express something that needs to be unlocked in the world is a reality of, of journey, um, especially for the millennial generation and for those who are still looking for elements of life to, to find their way into their life. And New Age Christianity is, is one of those. I think the hardest thing was just I mean, being the black sheep, because I'm a new age Christian, I, I kind of have an explosion into a lot of other different belief systems. I mean, I, I embrace fully um, reincarnative kind of um, life goes on. Okay. Yeah. Um, Reincarnation. I mean, just as an example, but that that in and of itself and, and me being a Christian, like, how could you believe that? <laughs> How can you believe in Jesus and reincarnation? They're well, completely <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> How can you believe in another life? What was so in 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 your journey? Obviously, God died, which I love. Um, did you have any trouble with? Uh, you said you lost a lot of friends. Yeah, family you, too. Family. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? Is there any of those stories you want to elaborate towards, or just it's painful, isn't it? Yeah. It is, and I think that's part of the reason why it's a little difficult for yeah. me, as much as I do love them. Coming out of the family that I was very engrossed in at the time, believing things like, you know, I am God and, and all that, like, that got me a lot of flack, <laughs> man. I don't know if you know, but... <laughs> but I believed that Holy Spirit would lead me into all truth, and... I knew that I was supposed to go where I grow, and I went. <laughs> That's awesome. It's just so, what I do. So I did it. So I did it. <laughs> and you're still growing. Yeah. For sure. So uh, in your journey, obviously, the friends and family stuff, what about your own, like, we kind of forget our own fears, our own moments where we look in the mirror and we're like, dude, you're full of shit. Uh, what, what was, is there any specific belief in Christianity that you found the most challenging to over or to answer, not to overcome like all those beliefs are supposed to be thrown away, but you know, the the ones that say, dude, if you go there, you're going to die. Like, is there anyone that uh, stands out as the most challenging belief that you, you yourself had to overcome? So the most challenging belief is the one that I had to earn my righteousness Mm. and i remember joseph prince i don't know if you remember when he really hit the community but Mm -hmm. he talked about having no condemnation in christ i mean i didn't ever feel like i was in christ (laughs) 
<laughs> so there's that. But if you're me and you kind of feel alone in this as well, at some point you're probably going to break because you need community. Mm. You need each other. And as as powerful as Holy Spirit has been in my life to give me all the strength that I need to get through rough things, there is one thing that there wasn't that that well of 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 life, you know, and and it's because it comes from other people, love and and care and and, and all that. See, I felt like I was isolated. I was alone, even in the midst of all the things that I believe now. But in those times, I've found that not having all the weight of the world on your shoulders to try to you know save everyone and and all that that has helped a lot. Mm. Because no one needs to be saved. <laughs> right. And you're only alienated in your own mind. So there's that. <laughs> there's like a, so there's that. <laughs> like the entire premise of entire denominations inside of Christianity dismantled in one concept. And this community is like, well, so there's, so there's that. <laughs> We've come a long way, huh? Yeah, we have. That's pretty crazy. The... um. When people ask you, what do you believe? Or you ever get this? Where do you go to church? Where do I go to church? Yeah, what do you tell them? Um, I mean, I'm sorry, guys, but I miss the community call a lot. The community call? The yeah. monthly one? Yeah. But, um... Oh, it was weekly. That's what you mean. Because now it's monthly. I don't know. I wasn't there. No? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> church is wherever I go. I mean, you just have to be intentional. And I think that's what it's about. Hmm. What, do, what do people say when you tell them that? Um, they say things like, you need to have kind of like a, a leader, a pastor in your life in order to be under the protection of God. <laughs> and uh, to those people, I mean, if being by yourself is your kryptonite, your God has failed you because if you're his son, eventually one day you will become a father. I mean, unless, unless you always need someone else. So when people ask you, obviously you've said you've self-identified as a new age Christian. What do they, do you ever, what do you, when people say, well, what do you believe? What's kind of your basic overview of Luke's beliefs? See, I kind of like to drop it hot and yeah. say, you know, I am God. If that doesn't scare him away, <laughs> then I start going into energy, and usually by then we get on to topics that we totally agree on, because New Age believers uh, are very closely paired with what I believe for the most part. All I believe that's usually different is I am, and they're still entertaining I am not, and that's usually what I get into. So what is your favorite part about being a New Age Christian? Like freedom. Freedom? Liberty. And it gets other people mad. It really does. <laughs> I mean, I don't remember who said it, but he said, give me liberty or give me death. One of the founding fathers, I think. Yeah, it wasn't me. <laughs> but that does ruin it for a lot of other people. Like, What, you go around with no rules and da-da-da-da-da-da-da? And I'm like... Yeah, it's pretty great. But I do have respect 
an honor. And having my life built like that has made me very uh, successful in its own way. Where do you get your sense of what's right and wrong? Spirit. Right. Um, and it's not that hard, is it? No. No, it's People not. People think it's like, no, you need the rules. Well, like you know the the nuance of when something is right and you have the release to do it. It doesn't really freaking matter what the action is. And then you can have the most holy action in the world and it can feel wrong. Mm-hmm. Right? And so the right and wrong and the sense of right and wrong for anybody who's attuned to spirit and their intuition, it is such an easy way to live. It really is. It's almost like it's a really light burden and a really simple yoke. <laughs> God forbid you have that. <laughs> oh, man. Do you, know, you ever hear the uh, cultural context behind the whole yoke concept with uh, Jesus and the apostles? Isn't that like the oxen and... Well, yeah, but it was actually a terminology for the the set of teachings that a rabbi would have was known as the yoke. And it was, and it was essentially, everything I teach is super easy. It's easy to carry. And there's more to it than that, but sets aside no, a, little, a little nugget. Is there anything you miss about churchianity, let's call it? Uh, the relationships I had with some of the pastors in my life were some of the most meaningful, beautiful things I've ever had. And it's gone. It's gone. All of it's gone. But Is that by choice or just by circumstance? Or? Usually it's, it's uh, by their choice and not my own. Um, obviously, I would be there with them if I could, but a lot of the ways that those type of people are set up is, you know, you you have to be like them in order to be in the club, mm. and I'm not all about that. Or at least I think you obviously they have a very negative version of that, and then you have the 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 version where it's it is so much about their spiritual journey that if you're not on the same journey, um, even if you go in peace. There's a reality of saying, look, you know, I'm just not in the same yeah. land. You guys are you guys are exploring Oklahoma and I'm exploring China. Like it's just <laughs> I still love you, but I'm not even in the, I'm not even asking the same questions. I'm not going to the same reading the same books. I'm not watching the same YouTube videos. I'm just not where you're at. And I think there's a grace to acknowledging seasons and the beauty of seasons. You know, we've talked we've worked a lot through some of the offenses that that have been there. But again, there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast who can identify. You have a lot of, especially pastors, that that uh, don't know how to handle your journey. And because, literally, think about it, these pastors, and uh, the, their spirituality is their profession. And so not only is it their spirituality, which I think is the core identity for everybody, but it's also their surface level identity professionally. And so it's literally, if you, reach, if you do not walk the same journey as them, it is very much, uh, it was very easy for them to interpret as a rejection of them as a person. Yeah, th- and that's really what I meant. And it's not, and, it, and I, there is a negative version of that club. I think a lot of us have seen it, especially the more mega the church, the more clubbish it gets. Um, 
I know the church you came from. They're beautiful, beautiful people. Awesome, amazing and, people. Um, I think the journey is just if, and that's not even from Oklahoma to China. That's more like you're exploring Ohio and they're exploring Michigan. Like they're they're really close, but they're just still far enough apart that the connection hasn't been able to sustain the uh, the difference in journey. Would you say that? Yeah. And I would encourage any of you who are listening, like. In the same way, you probably have some people that were really effective in your life. I know I do. And my journey has shifted. And it's easy to carry a lot of condemnation because you left them behind or, you know, you you feel like maybe I should have stayed and showed them more appreciation or whatever. Another version is, is, is a lot of it's easy to carry a lot of bitterness and a lot of hurt because you felt rejected or you felt, you know, when you did leave, they, they didn't have the grace to do it well. You know, I've known plenty of people who've left churches and what they've been, what the words that were given to them by pastors and stuff were extremely hurtful. And so it's, it's a little bit of both for everybody, but if you can understand the value of seasons and embrace that life keeps going and that there's, there's a beauty to kind of looking back on those seasons, there's not a church that I have left. And I'm proud to say this. There's not a church I have left that I couldn't go back and be received with open arms. There was one church that I left that there was some circumstances around a business venture that didn't go well. So there would certainly be some apologies and stuff. But as far as the personality and the relationships, I know I would be welcome with open arms. And it's it's not a lot of people that can say that. A lot of people feel like if they went back, even the, the very pastor would be the first one to kick them out the door. And that's sad. That's unfortunate. I mean, if you can, remain at peace with all people. And that's the way I I do approach things like that. Is there anything functionally, other than the relationships, like any any part of Christianity that you that you miss as far as the rituals or the sanction you know, the Yeah. I loved being included in the sermons. That was probably one of my most favorite parts because I'm a pretty laid-back guy and I like jokes. And usually I was a part of one or at the butt end of one, and that's okay with me. I loved it, and I was I, I was uh, I was a big part of the community too. I did a lot of things for a lot of people, and um, that was part of the problem. Is that because my next question is what do you miss the least? Gosh, there was one time where we had to do a crawl space job. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it was work related, but that was my least favorite, like doing all the work. Because I felt like I constantly, oh, and this is what I actually hated, was I felt like I constantly had to earn my place. And even if you were there, you still weren't there. Do you still feel that way? You feel that way with the New Age Christian family community? You can be honest. I feel like this is a community that you could leave for a year and come back and they'd love you just the same. Well, actually, not just the same, but... We all change. Yeah, we all change. So. Yeah, but it's not about more or less. No. It's just different. That is a... I mean, I think if this community is anything, it's it's people who journey. Yeah. Right? It's people who... I mean, I'm, I've said it so many times, I'm going to say it for years, that I want even the belief systems of this community to be built on the assumption that we won't believe the same things tomorrow. And that's really hard to build a belief system around the idea that your beliefs aren't, aren't a system, right? Other than a few principles about change and growth and maturity. I did at the, 
uh, episode just aired this week. Uh, towards the end, I talked about I want to do a shirt called "We're uh, New Age Christianity." We're mostly wrong <laughs> because if you think about what you know now and what you will know a thousand years from now, how much how much of it will you keep? My my thought is behind that is just you know it's part of your journey. It's an evolution, a spiral of of truth. It's not a linear staircase like the way that you talk about it. Being comfortable with that, but not becoming complacent and being bored with life is probably the most important thing. Otherwise, you do start settling into that. So what is uh, what finally kind of clicked you over from Christianity, Sunday morning church, that whole world to... Where the life, do you do you go to church now? So, what you mean by that is, do I go? Do you go to Sunday morning anywhere? Okay. Um, no, I haven't for a few years now. Was there a season where you kind of did sometimes and didn't sometimes? And you in the beginning, um, it was like that, and then about where it clicked was when I really believed that I am. Um, hmm. And that was that was where the rubber met the road, because it wasn't about going anywhere for truth. Truth isn't me, and I wasn't going to church anymore to fill up the tank for the rest of the week. I am the reservoir, mm. I am the river, and I am life. Yeah, that idea that you, n- <laughs> oh my gosh, to fill up the tank. There's so many people that just firmly, like, they believe it's the most beautiful yeah. concept. Yes, you need to go every Sunday to get your tank filled because you don't have rivers of living water flowing from inside of you. They're flowing from your pastor into your gullet. Right. Right. So, yeah. I kind of remember that season. It's I've watched a lot of people kind of come out of churchianity, and I, I feel like there were... A few seasons where you were you wouldn't go for a couple months, and then you would go for a couple months, and and it you kind of warbled in and out of of that for I don't know maybe a year and a half, and then I kind of remember that season of uh, where you really really understood that there was no God to appease over there, that God has been appeased, and that the truth of what Christ accomplished is inside of you all the time. And uh, it is amazing when you when you realize that it's kind of like the um, the matrix. Yeah. As you, you can't it is it's a self-perpetuating system that you know the humans are the battery for the system that keeps them imprisoned. And the religion is the battery for the system that keeps you imprisoned and it, it's and it is a as long as you continue in the system alone, it's the system speaks so loudly that you can have all the right answers. And that's what we finally figured out at North Point, the church that I was at, that we could have all the right answers, but as long as there was a you know one person up on stage every Sunday morning saying, you know, doing the teaching, you were by and large keeping people, you know, in that mindset. I need to come get my my tank filled every Sunday. Yeah. And as long as you had a building that you needed to pay for. 
And as long as you had salaries, you needed to pay for it. And as long as you were doing, as long as you were only meeting on Sundays or maybe Wednesday nights, or had these, these suddenly church and spirituality, and everything had all of these these frameworks and these boxes that, and we go well, just no different than your work fits into forty hours a week, right? And your weekend is Saturday and Sunday, and you and you have these frameworks you build. Your spirituality does the same thing, and yet you know the right answer is that you should be spiritual everywhere you go, mm-hmm. and so eventually you have to actually punch out the system itself and that system very much keeps you it keeps spirituality like a gas station yep it does i mean imagine how much money you could be saving not going to church (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean but is that that whole mindset of just like okay so i need to go get my gas tank filled yeah what if you had a vehicle that ran on solar power all the time and you never needed to stop at the gas station and that is essentially what spirituality should be. Yeah. And we knew those answers for years. But the system itself kept us from really, really living it. Because you still have that mindset that I've got to go be spiritual right now. For the next four hours, I'm going to go be spiritual instead of being spiritual all the time. Yeah. And, and part of the problem is that it doesn't really build anything. You just go there and you do the same thing over and over and over again. There's nothing new. And yet they try so hard to do new things. And and you need new things in order to be a new creation. You're not going to grow there. I mean, eventually you'll come to a point where you're just like everyone else. And it's up to you. Yeah. I know a few people who who still really, really love church concepts and, and traditional church. It is one of those things, it, it kind of baffles me a bit to learn the things that we've learned and then still go every Sunday morning somewhere and still do the worships and sing yeah. the songs about the big God over there. And I mean, it's not like you can't. You have liberty. You have yeah. freedom. You just have to know that they don't and they might try to pull you down. It is the, the liberty to... Realize that there is no, you know, it's one of those things that when you leave religion and you come into a different, like a wisdom tradition like New Age Christianity, it's kind of easy to slide into this idea that where you just came from, now they're the bad guys. They're the ones that are quote unquote wrong. And you're just playing the same damn game in a new, yep. in a new suit. And so you have to understand, no, you, there, there's no, it's just journey. It's the spiral of truth. So does the spiral below your level, is it somehow make people less, <laughs> less worthy of less grace? God? Right. No. No. That I I want to. I'll never forget the day my wife and I we were. Um, I still will go to church every once in a while if I feel like I'm supposed to, and I felt this one Sunday morning or that I was supposed to go, and she was like, "I have Why do you still go to church? I haven't gotten anything out of church in years." I looked at her and I said, huh. She said, what? I said, I've ne- I haven't gone to church in years to get anything out of it. I go to church to give. I go to church because I have an assignment. I go to church because yeah. because there's something there that I'm supposed to bring. Mm-hmm. I haven't gone to church in years to get something from it. And uh, that was it was a pretty significant conversation for her, I remember, because she, she kind of realized that she had been going to church kind of out of this obligatory, like... Mm-hmm. 
I guess I'll try to get something out of the sermon this time. And she never did because she knows a lot. Um, in our community, everyone in this community is pretty well versed in truth and spirituality. So it is, it's hard to go to a church and get hear something you've never heard. Because we've been doing this for a freaking really, really long yeah. time. Um, and, sometimes, and if you do, great. But I go wherever I go. It's because the spirit within me is leading it. There's no more external obligation. There's no more external expectation that I, I'm the one that's got the gas that I can put in your tank if you, if you still need that. And I have an unlimited supply of fuel for people. And I go to church, if I do go, to bring the fuel with me. Yeah. So. All right. Last question. What sort of impact do you think New Age Christianity should or could have on the world? I know now it's changing the world. Smaller scales than what it could be. But... It will affect, and you can quote me on this, it will affect the government. It will affect world hunger and the ways that we view money. It will affect, uh, obviously, your spirituality, um, but it goes, it dives further than that. It'll affect whether or not we go into the cosmos. Um, it, it will affect everything that there is. It's a new age. It's... It's here. It's not coming. It's here. And there's no stopping it. I mean, unless everyone decided that they wanted to be bound in chains like Dark Ages, you know, <laughs> like, um, which I don't see powerful people doing at all. See, uh, the way that liberty works is that the more that you have of it, the greater responsibility that there is to, you know, Something with Spider-Man. Let's just, so, yeah. <laughs> with great power comes great responsibility. Responsibility, yeah. Got it. And, and all, it, all it becomes is just humanity actually having heaven on earth. I mean, the way that I see things brings heaven on earth in my life. Um, it isn't fully there for me yet, but there is times even now where I feel it. And that's the way that it will affect the world. That's the way that it is affecting the world. And it has completely changed mine. So Nice. Well, that is definitely... Uh, I, you're aware of some of the ideas that are rattling around in this community on, on how to affect the world. It's actually a good little spot, too. If, you're lis- if you listen to this podcast and you're someone who wants spirituality to go beyond just the four walls of a, of a spiritual community but actually work its way into the into the world systems and the world way of thought, you're in the right group because that is absolutely where we're going. Um, my passion is to to take these ideas and do something with them. I'm, I'm building a couple different projects right now, and there's one project that is on the back burner that uh, would truly, truly change the world. And there's a few people out there who know which one I'm referring to. And uh, it's... It's really just a matter of time before this community finds its groove in into a uh, an identity that that people can start to recognize. And again, that is what these interviews are for: is to kind of create an identity and 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 bring out some concepts. I may even I think I'm coming up once I get to ten interviews. I may do kind of a best of 
episode where I just take snippets from different people's answers and kind of have this is this is what a new age Christian looks like 2019 right and then do that for 2020 and then 2021 I like it like to do these to see what a new age Christian looks like as time goes on as we evolve yeah and as we understand more and more and as we experience more it's not just about the mind mental side it's about it's about what we see and experience and in theory Every year should be a little bit different, but there should also be a common thread, right? And so, uh, yeah, I'm going to take a little note on that because I think it's a really good idea. I think everyone's had, all these interviews have had different different answers, and, and some of them have been really freaking good. Yeah, that is a um, good idea. So, uh, Luke, you got any last words? I think that this life is about in, enjoying it. And if you're really looking to impact the world, I would say... Just be you and believe for a better tomorrow. That's what I do. And that's what, I mean, I I can't speak for the whole community, but I would say that everyone here believes in a better tomorrow. And I think doing that is what brings a better tomorrow. There you Um, go. So it was great being on the podcast. Thank you so much for the honor of being here. Yeah, man. Thank you. Uh, Thanks for coming on and sharing your story a bit. I really liked uh, a couple of those answers are ones that I'll definitely have on that best of because uh, there's some really good good truths that came out in this episode. So as there always is when you and I chat, Luke's always got a, a very unique angle at certain questions that I've that I've asked for years. But then Luke always always brings out of me things that I didn't even realize that I had been meditating on or things that I didn't realize I I, I quote unquote knew and uh, we spent a lot of time he helped put a new roof on our house this last year and uh, siding and stuff so we spent a lot of time working together and just living life together and that's kind of the point I think so love you man I love you too and uh, I'm sure we'll this community will hear from you again over the years and uh, we will watch Luke build his life one more thing Okay, go ahead. I love you, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Oh, man. All right, guys. Well, as always, if you would consider uh, donating and uh, keep this podcast going, and the website, the website is almost done. Uh, I may be able to finish it this week. So uh, that will have some new things, new offerings, a new new look, and then we'll be rolling into hopefully some e-learning classes and maybe even an event i've started uh started rumors around or kind of a little around the uh around the water cooler talk with uh, reckless pursuit um and the epic about doing maybe an event sometime next year and where we all get together and just have a uh, a new age christian summit where we all get to see each other from all over the country so um this is i've now mentioned it i think this is my second time mentioning it on the podcast so there's got to be some truth to it, right? <laughs> I've realized that I've just flow with intuition so much that it's it's uh, kind of exciting to see where this is going. So, all right, guys, thank you so much, and uh, always as always, thank you for your time. We know time is valuable, and uh, we appreciate you sharing yours with us. Have a good day, and we will see you on the next episode. Bye.